your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and I am thankful that you are joining us today for your hour of Thrive Time. I want you to know if you're visiting our show today for the very first time, thank you for joining us. I know that you're going to walk away with a sense that where has Jay Mamie been all of my life? (laughs) How come I didn't know about this show prior? Because the content we're covering today is going to be not only what I consider, and this might be a big statement, folks, life-altering, but in a sense, it can be if you allow the knowledge that's going to be shared today Uh, to be implemented by you in a way that's meaningful. And we're going to dive into a lot of that shortly, but I am certain you're going to find today's investment of your time to be worthwhile, and you will make our show a part of your weekly schedule from now on in. And those that are returning and and helping Reeling to progress the success of this show, I want to thank you for continuing to do that. You know, there is only so far... A program can go, an individual can go, an organization can go, anybody can go without the support of others who get behind that movement. They get behind that initiative. And as a result of them believing in it and getting behind it, that program, that initiative, that uh, that agenda really goes farther, faster, with more momentum because of the push that's happening from those who support the program. So that's why I'm really grateful and I'm thankful here as we're coming up close to our 100th episode in just a few weeks from now that this program really has gained the steam that it has. It's reached the thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners around the world because of this grassroots movement that many of you are behind by sharing this show. I'm going to talk a little bit about that also in a few minutes because I think it's important uh, to, to really understand why stepping out in faith is critical to your success. And it's part of what I'm calling today's introductory talk here, my Thrive Talk, Building a Life Resume. And uh, that's going to be impacting this this morning, guys. But I want you to know if if you have not had a chance to check out some of my prior episodes, many of you always, uh, many of you actually send me text messages and emails about, Jay, how can we learn more about you and how can we learn more about your prior episodes? Uh, Where can we find you? And maybe I don't do a good enough job making that part of my early announcements uh, because it is a busy world, a busy life, and I understand if things aren't presented to you immediately, they can easily get lost during the, the what I call the daily traffic of the day, the thought traffic of the day. And so I want you to make note that you can always find all of my prior episodes on Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the major podcast platforms. Once the show airs here, it broadcasts here on the station that you're listening to, you could always find the episodes on the podcast platforms. If you're on whatever podcast platform you're on, you can Google my name or rather search my name, the Jay Mamie Talk Show, and you will find all of my episodes there available on those platforms. You can also go to my show site, the jmamietalkshow.com. There are provided instant links to all of the platforms that you can go back and hear my almost two years of content 
that I encourage you to do. It's it's worth binge hearing, my friends. It certainly is. And by the way, let's make sure that we stay in touch. My handles on social media, on Instagram, and also on Twitter is at the J Mamie. You could also find me on LinkedIn, J Mamie on LinkedIn. You could also certainly find me on Facebook. Facebook uh, page is the J Mamie, and I'm on TikTok, guys. I just launched my TikTok channel. I, my brother's been telling me for the longest time, Jay, you've got to get on TikTok. TikTok is the wave of the future, the movement. Your content needs to be on TikTok. So I'm happy and excited to announce that we are now officially on TikTok. So you can go there, DJ Mamie, and, and search all of the goodness. And, of course, finally, you can just simply go to my website, djmamie.com, djmamie.com, and you'll find all of my content there, my books, my Thrive Sales Mastery course, which is quickly gaining steam. We only launched it three months ago, and we've got tons of folks subscribing because it is an incredible program for those that are looking to excel in the areas of sales and communication and service. It's a fantastic course. ThriveSalesMastery.com is where you'll find that. But the main site, DJMamieTalkShow.com. So now that we've got all the housekeeping stuff out of the way, I wanted to talk with you today before our featured guest comes up in a little while. I wanted to talk to you about one thing that I believe matters a lot if you're building a life that you can look pa- look back upon one day, and we all will look back upon the life one day, hopefully it's a very long life. Hopefully it's a life that uh, when it ends, it, it's not unexpected. It's not something where you can uh, get short chains of anything. Hopefully it's a very long, healthy life. But if you live a long, healthy life, I want to encourage you to understand that when you get to the end of the life, when you finally are about to shut it all down and the pause button or the delete button or the off button is pressed, then you're going to look back and, and start to recognize and realize and acknowledge that you've either lived a full life or you lived an empty life or you lived a life that really what I call, what I, what I say um, is a life that missed the mark. And what I mean about missing the mark is there were assignments that you were supposed to handle. You were given gifts. Uh, you had a calling. And how do you know what your calling is? It's very simple, and it's taken me a long time to, to realize this. And I believe a lot of people go through life not really knowing what their calling is. Well, how do you recognize your calling? Your calling is revealed by your gifts. See, what comes easy for you to do, it's a gift. I am not someone who has ever taken a course in writing, but I've written 10 books about to release the 11th before the year is out. So how is that possible that someone who's never written a, who's never taken a course, how is it possible that I can write effectively to the extent that I have 10 books that are well-read, some of them have won awards, and people continually text me daily, they're reading this book, they're reading that book, and they're getting so much out of it. It's a gift. See, what others have to work hard for, if you don't, that means that you have a gift. And that gift is part of your calling. It's the reason why you were assigned that gift is so that you can do something special with it. I believe a lot of people go through life not recognizing their calling because they never took the time to acknowledge their gifts. They never took time to say, okay, so what am I really good at? And they get stuck in doing some things that don't serve their purpose, but they don't serve the world in a way that they were supposed to when they first got here. 
because they didn't take time out to acknowledge, to study, to research, to introspect what their gifts were. See, if you could throw a, ni- a baseball 95 miles an hour, guess what more than likely your gift is and your calling is, is to play sports, throw a baseball, is to pitch, right? Maybe that's, and that's one, we have many gifts here. You have a sign, but you've been given many gifts. Uh, but So it's not one gift, but if you have ability to throw a baseball or a football better than others, then that means you probably were given the gift to play that sport. Isn't that true? And you can use gifts for other things too, but it's easy to identify. If you've got the arm to play baseball, throw a football, then maybe that's where you're supposed to be for a short while. But I think many people don't recognize their calling because they don't uh, become aware of their gifts. And how is that important? It's important because it allows you Once you know your calling and you can begin to live a life on purpose because now you know your calling, right? Your purpose is then it's going to give you passion. It's going to be what excites you. When you know why you're here and you know what you're supposed to do, you're going to get excited about life. You're going to get excited about your journey. You're going to get excited about getting up every day and getting after it. That's called passion. And here's what passion will do if you live a life with passion is going to give you the ability to have what I call an abundant life resume. What do I mean by life resume? What does that mean, life resume? Well, we know when you have a resume and you're applying for a job, what impresses the employer for the most part? Right now, dynamics of, of, of hiring has changed a little bit. But ultimately, if you don't have a resume to hand the potential employer that says, hey, look at me, I've done a lot, I'm experienced, I'm your guy, I'm your gal, look at all of the different areas that I've been involved in, the different works, the different associations, look at my talents, look at my personality. And if you don't have a resume that is multidimensional, has multiple experiences, says a lot about who you are, you're not just a flat piece of board. You're not just a walking, talking bag of bones uh, wrapped around skin. Then that employer more than likely is not going to hire you. It doesn't matter how skillful you are. Your resume isn't rich. It isn't diversified. There's no multi-dimension to it. You are a what I call a an old country western movie set. You're all front and no back. <laughs> well, if you have a resume that has a lot of experience, Guess what that tells the employer? This person has done some things. I'm impressed with the kind of experiences and the kind of person and the life that this person has has lived and what they've garnered so far that can enhance the company that he's applying a job for. Well, my friends, life is the same way. Life is the same way as having an abundant resume. If you go through your entire life and your life resume doesn't have a whole lot to show for it, uh, now, maybe you did a couple of things that were good, right? Maybe raised a good family. Um, you, you were an honorable person. And that's nice. But, you know, there's nothing like having a life resume that has so many moving parts to it that you can look back one day and say, dang, I lived a life. Look at this life resume. I did this, that, the other. I was here. I was there. I was everywhere. I made some mistakes. I've had some downfalls. I've had some, uh, some, some losses. But I've also had a lot of victories, and your life is peppered with all sorts of experiences that made your, your, your time here rich. I want you to strive to build a life resume. It doesn't matter where you are, by the way. It doesn't matter if you are on in, let's just call it the winter season of your life 
or if you're in a, the, the spring season, did it matter? At any point in time, you couldn't decide that whatever I've got left and for however long I live, I'm building my life resume. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to do something meaningful. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And I'm not going to worry about who says this about me and who says that about me. I'm not worrying. I'm not living my life for the validation of others. I'm not living my life for the concern of who's going to say this or that about me. I'm living my life because at the end of the day, I walked in alone and I walk out alone. It only matters how you see yourself. It only matters how you look back upon your life and say, man, I knocked it out of the park. I was a whiner. I was a winner. I was a mascot. I was a master. I was a novice. I was a ninja. I experienced it all. And you could walk away with a resume that says, I lived a rich life. Make sure that you do, and you'll be all the better for it. We'll be back after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Hey guys, your website sucks. At least dealing with it probably does. And your website is the center of your marketing universe. So that's really not good. Your website lives in the weird world of the geek, which is a realm that is almost inaccessible to normal humans like yourself. Since 2004, your web guys have been bridging the gap between small business owners and their web presence. Because at your web guys, we will build your website so you can build your business. Here's the deal. We will go over 268 checkpoints on your website, which will tell you what's wrong and how to fix it. Go to WebsiteHealthCheck.net to get this great value. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My featured guest today is none other than Gabby Natale. Gabby was named by People Magazine as one of 2018 25 Most Powerful Latinas. She's a triple daytime Emmy winner, a media person, a big-time media personality. She's a best-selling author, a motivational speaker, and this year alone, she became the first Latina author to be published by the leadership division of HarperCollins, uh, which is fantastic, and her book became an instant bestseller, her book, The Virtual Circle. Natalie's been featured in Forbes, CNN, BuzzFeed, NBC News, Univision, and all sorts of different Latino leadership magazine uh magazines that are out there and she's also the founder of her own media company Aganal Media so Gabby welcome to the show hello Jay so happy to be here so happy that we are connecting and that somehow the universe made its magic for this to happen that's absolutely right you and I were just talking before the show I heard your TED talk about a year year and a half ago and it was so inspiring it was so funny and I thought to myself wow this lady's got a great story never would I've imagined a year and a half ago when I'm strolling up and down the gym listening to you on your TED talk that a year and a half later I would have a top rated radio talk show and you'd be one of my guests isn't that something yay fantastic <laughs> cheers to that thank you now I want to ask I ganal media now I ganal means if I'm thinking that you are the the, the spanish uh, translation is to win right we're going to win we're going to win is that the meaning of aganal media it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a game of words because it is aganar but also my signature is the first two letters of my name ga 
and the last two letters and the first two letters of my last name, Na. So it's Ghana, like my signature. So I kind of play with it, and so it's Aganar. Very and clever. Pronounced in in English and in Spanish, and in, you know, no, I like the phonetics, so you know, it sticks. No, listen, it's beautiful, <laughs> and and I saw it as to win. Mm-hmm. So I walked away with saying to win because I got out in Spanish means to win, to be victorious, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I love that. I love that. So, But before we dive into all the goodness of what we're going to have a conversation about today, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your earlier story? Absolutely. Well, I am an immigrant from Argentina. I came to the United States when I was 23 years old with a promise of a job opportunity. After spending in Argentina around two years unemployed, I graduated in the year 2001 with a master's degree uh, in journalism, and I was ready to take over the world, but the world had a different plan for me. Uh, There was over 20% unemployment. That's why I can relate so much to the kids uh, from, you know, class of 2020, class of 2021, because you want to, you know, start a new chapter of your life, and then the world is very different. Uh, And so I started exploring different opportunities. And out of a, you know, I want to make a long story short, but out of a very serendipitous situation where I went and volunteered in a conference and I volunteered to be a helper to move chairs, to wave, to, to wave at people and everything. Uh, the translator canceled that day. And so I was assigned to translate for a delegation of professors that came from the United States. And then they started sending me remote work. And then when they had an opening in their uh, public relations firm in Washington, DC, uh, one year and a half later, I got offered a position. So really, you have to give your best every day because mm-hmm. you never know when opportunity will knock on your door. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head right there. The right people will show up at the right time for the right reasons if you are yourself in the right place in the way that you are dealing with people, uh, in your mindset, and in your demeanor. If you're not in the right place, opportunity is going to walk right by, and obviously you were in the right place, and that's where you attracted. I'm a big believer in that. But at what yeah, point— I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, go ahead. At what point early on did you realize that there were that there was just much more for you out there in the world? When I was 16 years old, I did an exchange trip, like a cultural exchange trip, and I went to learn English uh, in London. And I remember the first day they took us in an excursion, and we went to a place like kind of Times Square. It's Oxford Circus. It's like the middle of everything in London. And I turned around, and everybody who was in my tour disappeared. And this was before cell phones, before everything. And I had, like, a little bit of, a, of those moments, like Home Alone, the movie, when she <laughs> says, the parents are gone. And then it's, yay, the parents are gone. <laughs> so I was there, like, lost in this, in this middle of, uh, uh, of, of London. And I had this sense of, of freedom, this sense of wanting to know more about the world. And I think that was a moment that was, in a way, life-changing for me because I was so young. I was only 16, but that was when the voracious curiosity that I had to see more about the world, to experience more things, to see more diversity at that time, 
I, I, I was from Argentina. We didn't see like the diversity of um, races, religions, points of views, and everything that you can see in the United States or that you can see in London. Uh, it was it was not a place with so much diversity or, or freedom. So that was a life-changing moment for me. Wow. And so ultimately that sparked something in you. But what ultimately then inspired you to pursue your dreams? I think it's when you find um, your calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me tell you something. When I was in the university, I studied. My grades were... So, so, you know, not the best grades, not the worst grades. I was not as organized. I was not as focused. And so my friends from back in college, they, they now ask me, like, where, where does this Gabby that is focused or that is driven or that is putting so much work, where is she coming from? Because the one we met when we were in college, she was talking about boys all day. And she was not... <laughs> <laughs> She was not really so disciplined. And I think uh, there's a shift that happens to you when you discover your calling, when you discover uh, how can you align your gifts uh, with something you enjoy doing, with something that at the same time can have a positive impact in the world. And I made, you know, a lot of different uh, trials and errors, and you know my my degree, the bachelor's degree is international relations, and I realized that I do not belong in an embassy. That's not my style. That's not who I am. I'm more for spirited. Uh, so it took me a while, but once I realized that this was my calling, that's what made me uh, be so much more focused than before. I, I can still talk about men with my friends, but that doesn't mean, you know, uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be focused. So I think that's what made the change. You know, what's great about finding your calling is what inspires you and motivates you to not only stay disciplined, but also uh, to stay in alignment with that dream, with that calling. Um, it, It changes you when you recognize why you're here, what your gifts are and what your assignment is. It really does. If you pay attention. But for mm-hmm. most people, success comes with, you mentioned earlier, there's adversities, right? There's obstacles. In fact, I believe that success always will have a way to introduce you to adversities and obstacles and even problematic people, right? But what mm-hmm. were some of yours and how did you get through them? Well, uh, some of mine, for example, as, as an immigrant, the first few years of being in, in the United States, it was coming here. I have no I have no family here when I arrived. I... Um, I was in a, um, uh, in a relationship. I had my boyfriend, who is now my husband. We've been together for almost 20 years. But the thing is, first is the loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, the, the different culture. Then it's also, uh, for example, I, have, I spent like the first three or four years to earn my, my legal status because I have a temporary work visa. And that is a lot of stress because you know that if you get fired, or if anything happens, you lose your status. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the barriers in the beginning. And now, for example, as a speaker in the beginning, uh, I also have my own mental barriers. Uh, I had the barriers of, of language in the beginning, not thinking that I was going to be able to use a TED Talk. To get to that place, to the TED Talk, I had to remind myself 
that I have a message, that that message is powerful, mm-hmm. that there was an audience, mm-hmm. that because I couldn't see people like me in those stages. And also because even to this day, the year 2021, I come across people who mistakenly assume that I am uneducated only because English happens to be my second language. So accentism is very real in today's world. And that's why I talk about it, because I don't want anybody to let accentism stop them from their dreams. I love that. And you're right about that. People will will be quick to judge your capabilities based on your accent. And I think that's a mistake. And I think that's something we've got to overcome. But what boundaries did you have to push through to arrive at a place of incredible accomplishment? I think you have to stay uh, humble enough to recognize which are the areas in which you have to improve. You know, I always talk about your inner apprentice. Your inner apprentice keeps you humble, and you have to assess how can you improve. But at the same time, you have to own what you did right, because we tend to put ourselves down, and we tend to be our own worst critics. And there's no need to punish ourselves into into improving. You know, that's a great message. No reason to punish yourself for improving. Gabby, mm-hmm. when we come back after the break, I want to dive into your book, but I also want to ask you a quick question about, you. considering you are such an accomplished woman but accomplished Latina, I want to ask you what message would you have for other women that they can learn from with regards to your experiences? I want to tackle that and everything else else we've got to talk about after the break. 71% of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand and that led them to feeling disconnected at work. Well, that's probably because according to the talent equation, companies spend more money on coffee than training annually. I'm Andy Steery, owner of Impact Training. We specialize in helping your company create meaningful training content based on the nine impact pillars of training. Reach out at impactctc.com and let's find what your company needs to elevate your training program to the next level. I can't make any promises about your coffee though. Friends, this is Jay Mamie, and I'm thrilled to announce that our merchandise site is now open for business just in time for the holidays. My inspirational quotes, encouragement words, and thought-provoking phrases can be printed on a number of very cool items to help you stay in thriving mode. Make sure to visit my website, thejmamie.com. Look for the store link. Check out the items. Once again, that'll be at thejmamie.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Having a fantastic conversation with the incredible Gabby Natale. Gabby, you wrote a book called The Virtuous Circle. That I want to talk a little bit about that. But before we dive into that book, I had mentioned in the earlier segment that I was interested in having you share a message to other women, other women that could be Latina, so just women that are looking to get to that next level in life. Based on your experiences, what advice, what message would you give them? The advice I will give them and also to everyone um, who is a pioneer, everybody who is breaking barriers, everybody who is going beyond stereotypes, is that sometimes we have to be what we cannot see in the world. Sometimes we're the first ones in a room or the first ones in our families uh, going um, to college. Whatever that means for you, uh, do not allow stereotypes to define you because a stereotype, if you think about it, a stereotype is only someone else's opinion about me or people like me. 
It is only an opinion, not a fact. Mm. But if we mistakenly take that opinion as a fact, if we believe that opinion to be true, then, and here's the thing, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. And that's what we don't want to happen. Wonderful advice. Wonderful. I know the difference between opinion and fact. Great advice. Mm-hmm. In your book, The Virtuous Circle, you talk about restoring your confidence. Looking back on your life, was your confidence ever rocked? And what did you do to restore it? I think one of the moments where my confidence was the lowest was in that time in Argentina when I spent two years unemployed knocking on doors. And, and the reason why my confidence was so low, it was because I made a mistake that so many people who are unemployed, if, if you are listening to this and you are unemployed, don't, uh, don't make this mistake. I thought that the lack of response from the world, this lack of companies calling me from human resources department uh, calling me back or answering my emails, the lack of response was a reflection of who I was as a professional or who I was as a person. So I told myself, if they are not contacting me, if they are not calling me, it means that I have nothing of value to offer. And that was one of the moments where my, where my confidence was the lowest until I realized there's so many more variables out there. It's not just uh, the things that I control, there are so many, it's the economy, it's the industry, it's lag, there are so many things. And, and the problem is when you are at that low point, your judgment, you know, you're not seeing straight. Mm-hmm. So you are very close to what happened to me, which is I almost gave up on my dream prematurely. I was at the time 24 years old and I was this close, Jay to giving up on my dream of working in media and to convincing myself that I was not cut out to be in this industry. And boy, it's a good thing that you were able to get back on track. And, <laughs> and, I mean, look what, look how many people you've impacted because you were able to get out of that low point, put clarification back into your mind as to who you are and, uh, and get your confidence back, and it allowed you to have the tremendous success you've had over the last, uh, you know, 20 years now. So it's so vital for people to really understand that when you get to your lowest point, your lowest point doesn't help you because it muddies the water. It doesn't provide for you to, st- to think clearly, but more importantly, it can rob you of joy, clarity, innovation, and your creativity to continue moving forward because you're stuck in that mm-hmm. place. Isn't that true? It's true, but at the same time, we're human. We all at some point, at one point or another, uh, can have those low points. The the thing is, don't get comfortable there. Mm-hmm. We all go through this. You know, we have to allow ourselves to experience the whole range of human emo- emotions, anger, sadness. But at the same time, there's a moment when you have to tell yourself, enough is, enough is enough. I love myself, and I'm going to... I'm going to help myself. I'm going to become my best friend Mm. and not my inner saboteur because we can be either one of them. Very, very well said. One of the reasons why your book is is a bestseller and it's so popular, I mean, it was an instant bestseller, is because you interview a number of accomplished people from all walks of life, Deepak Chopra, Carlos Santana. That's just being two of them. What did you Mm -hmm. find 
was one of the common denominators as to how these individuals were able to channel and leverage their inner strengths? A couple of very interesting things. Uh, one is that they have what I call the capacity to see beyond the visible. Mm. What this means, Jay, is that sometimes they are going through tough times or they look around and they don't see too many reasons to be hopeful, but they can see beyond the visible. They can find uh, that capacity to see themselves not just by who they are at a certain point and time, but who they can become. Uh, I remember when I spoke with Carlos Santana, uh, he came from a very dysfunctional, very mm -hmm. humble family, mm -hmm. and he was sexually abused as right. a kid. Right. Number one thing that I wanted to ask him was, Carlos, you were not the one that was going to be voted more likely to succeed at school. So at what time did you realize uh, you could become a rock star? And what he told me, Jay, I mean, it's incredible. He said, Gabby, I was always a rock star. Hmm. They just didn't know it. It wow. was the other people who didn't notice it. So even at those low points, even these little Carlitos growing up in Outland, growing up in a family, surviving being um, sexually abused, deep down in this little kid, he knew he was a rock star. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I love that perspective that a person can carry out themselves, that they see themselves as a rock star, but the world hasn't caught up yet. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. They it, first have to see themselves mm -hmm. as a rock star. That's right. For them to later go in the world and and make things happen. He says, if you don't believe it, who's going to believe it? And I agree with him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But if you don't believe it, who else will? Absolutely true. Mm -hmm. You also write about in your book you, a, a system you've created called the seven imminent archetypes that, that if you activate them, it allows you to have a clearer path to achievement. I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yes. So the virtual circle, it, it, that's the name of the book. And uh, it's the first book that was published by a Latina mm -hmm. uh, from Harvard Collins Leadership. And basically what it says is what do all these amazing people I have met and interviewed have in common? And that's what I call the virtual circle. And I'm going to explain it really fast because I know uh, we don't have so much time, but here's how it goes. Seven archetypes that live inside all of us. The first one is the dreamer. The dreamer is the one that allows you to visualize your dream. The second one is the architect. The architect is the one that allows you to plan that dream. We use it to plan our budgets. We use it to plan our meals. We already use that architect. The third one is the maker. The maker is the one that executes the dream. So many people visualize, so many people plan, they never execute. So if that's your case, you have to nurture your inner maker. Now, when you start executing, two things are going to happen. You're going to have hits and misses. If you are smart, you are going to learn from both, from the mistakes and from the things you did right. And that's when you're going to activate the apprentice in you. The apprentice in you, Jay, is the one that perfects your craft. You had to learn how to speak on a microphone. You had to learn how to create and produce your shows. You had to learn your craft to be where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And I like to joke, what happens 
when you get really good at what you do, when you have a very strong apprentice. And what happens sometimes, Jay, is that nothing happens. Nobody, Still nobody's paying attention. <laughs> so, but you need the next one, which is the warrior, the one that allows you to persevere, persevere through hard times. And when the preparation from the apprentice and the perseverance from the warrior meet opportunity, because sooner or later we come across opportunities, that's the moment when you reach your goal and you become the champion. And what I ask every champion out there, champions, what are you using your achievements for? If you are using your achievements for something bigger than yourself, if you're using your achievements to make this world a better place, you're going to inspire and you're going to become the seventh and last archetype, which is the leader. Mm. And with your next project, with your next idea, where do you go? Back to the beginning, back to being a dreamer, an architect, an architect, a maker, and so on. Because the only constant in life is change and evolution, and that's why it's called the virtuous circle. That is absolutely amazing. You just described my life. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's unbelievable. And I think so many people listening to the show right now that are that either have experienced this or going through this or nodding their heads and saying, man, Gabby knocked it out of the park. <laughs> and. For every person, is different. Some people tell me, Gavi, I abandoned my dreams prematurely. Work on your warrior. Others are telling me, I plan and I visualize. I never execute. Work on your maker. For each one of us, it's different. And you can identify your strengths and you can identify the, archetype, the archetypes where you need to work more on. Beautiful. Gabby, in our last minute here, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind when it's all said and done? Uh, I, I don't think that much about legacy because I'm so much like in the here and the now. But if there is one message that I can share and that I can leave to people is that is this one. Your uniqueness is your gift to this world. Mm. Your uniqueness is your gift to this world because so many times, People want to put us in boxes or they tell us that we have to change one thing or another thing. And I happen to believe, well, I, first of all, I happen to like who I am. I don't want to be. I want to be. I want to be me. I don't want to be somebody else. But at the same time, the people I like and admire the most are the ones who were really daring to be who they truly are. And that understood that their uniqueness, whatever that is expressed, in which way, whether it's art, sports, every day, you know, whoever you are is your gift to this world. And that, I think, if I can leave you with one message, is that one. Well, Gabby, it's been a real joy having you on the show. And I really look forward to having you come back very, very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure anytime, Jay. I love talking to you. And thank you to, uh, to your team. And, and we love connecting. And so the, this door is open. And I think this is the beginning. And there's going to be more. I, I totally agree. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch. And we'll make some magic in the future. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break.
Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Hey guys, your website sucks. At least dealing with it probably does. And your website is the center of your marketing universe. So that's really not good. Your website lives in the weird world of the geek, which is a realm that is almost inaccessible to normal humans like yourself. Since 2004, your web guys have been bridging the gap between small business owners and their web presence. Because at your web guys, we will build your website so you can build your business. Here's the deal. We will go over 268 checkpoints on your website, which will tell you what's wrong and how to fix it. Go to WebsiteHealthCheck.net to get this great value. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We've got on the line right now our Impact Spotlight. Guys, I said this was going to be a Spotlight Sunday, and we've had two prior segments already with fantastic spotlights. And here comes our third one for today's show, the Impact Spotlight today is uh, none other than Bridget Ridgway. As I mentioned earlier in the show, she is a champion for a women's empowerment movement. She really has a voice that is heard by many on this particular platform. So I wanted her to be our Impact Spotlight speaker today so she could bring her goodness and her message. Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Bridget, before we hop into all the goodness of what you've got to share, can you share with us a little bit about your story? Sure. Um, well, I'm from a small town um, here in the Midwest in Wisconsin, and um, and so my story is just one of probably like many more many people. I came from um, um, a one-parent household. My mother was extremely ambitious, even though we were poor. I didn't know that at the time when I was growing up, but um, I learned later what it meant to be on food stamps. I learned later what my mm. mother struggled to do to raise three kids. And so her uh, conviction for us to be educated, her, her uh, discipline of us for our studies, me, my sister, and my brother, um, really laid the path for me to become who I am today. So where I am now is, is, is we go from there, that, that story of, of not having much uh, but not knowing it, to the story of um, being rich in spirit, uh, being rich in uh, my, my journey, my personal journey, my career path, motivation, motivating other people um, to see themselves beyond where they are, right? Where you are is not where you're going to end up. That's your starting point. So for me, my starting point was very humble. Um, I took that and I I basically ran with it. So every opportunity, um, even though I didn't even know it was an opportunity as my journey progressed, other people could see in me what I could not see in myself. So those angels, those individuals that God placed in Mm. my life have helped Mm -hmm. to move me forward as my life progressed. And so I've learned to recognize those angels in their humanness, right? And so, so we can go all over the place with, with that situation, but, but that's really uh, where I came from. Uh, a very small town, um, didn't have much, but I saw my mother saw in me what I didn't see in myself. Others along the way saw in me what I couldn't see myself until I was able to look in the mirror and say, hmm, I am a child of God. What God has for me, I have no idea, but I'm open and receptive to receiving it. And then from there, things begin to unfold. 
Well, boy, did they ever, because you are, your resume is stellar in terms of achievement in the corporate world, in the space of transform, uh, transformation. Uh, you are, you have been uh, with one of the premier companies holding high ranking positions and so on and so forth. So you have certainly have, uh, have picked yourself up from the bootstraps. You've embraced your destiny. You've embraced your blessing and who you are today. But let me ask you, what have you learned? Because you're about empowering everyone, but specifically empowering women. What have you learned about what it takes for a woman with high ambitions to climb that corporate ladder? Mm, I have so much to give. Uh, first, do not underestimate your power. You are powerful. No matter what you have or what you think you do not have, you have it within you. God has placed everything within you to be successful. What you must do is tap into that richness, tap into that greatness, tap into it. It is already there. Um, So as I stated, people saw in me what I didn't see in myself at first. Once I tapped into it, you understand, once I tapped into it, uh, I began to peel back the onion, and I no longer doubt my abilities to be successful. Uh, My definition of success may be different from somebody else's definition. Whatever that definition is of your um, monetary success, uh, success within your family life, being a great mother, being a great sister, uh, being a great community leader, being a great politician, whatever it is that you aspire to be and you want to be the best of that person, the best uh, contributor in that environment that you desire to be, you can do all of those things, but you must believe. You must believe. Um, I always call my Bible um, the, the, you must read the fine print. So I tell people, they say, what are you reading? I say, I'm reading the fine print, okay? <laughs> because mm. I read so <laughs> many books. Yes, I read so many uh, business books, leadership books, my academic studies. I read papers. I read this, that, and the third. Uh, but I always read the fine print. The fine print is the genesis of my thought process. The fine print is how I start my day, right? So I, I say to women, I say to whoever, whoever is listening and, and has a heartbeat, wherever you are in life, you can be better. Be, aspire to be better than where you are at this moment as you're listening to my voice. Whoever you are today in this moment, tomorrow you should be better. You should be more involved. You should be more, your brain should be more uh, like a sponge, be more absorbent of what is going on around you. Ask questions. Dig in and dig in deep. So today you listen to me. Next week from today, you should be even, uh, you should have more growth. Uh, a month from now, you should be even further along in your journey. Uh, Think of, think of what 12 months might look like from today, right? Think of what five years might look like from today, right? You, you must, and, and so I have a whiteboard. I have a, um, a board where I've cut pictures out of uh, magazines and such, a vision board, and I put things on that vision board that one day, at this point in my life, I still have a vision board. I think it's in- incredibly important to visualize where you want to be. So I put on that vision board all kinds of things, things that nobody, nobody knows, not even my fiancé, right? It's things that I aspire to be or, or to be better in. On my whiteboard, I have um, things to do. I have, uh, I have goals that I set for myself, financial goals. I have educational goals. I have career goals. I have goals for my son. I have goals for um, just all types of goals. And so I look at these things every single day. And not one time, Jay, do I say to myself, oh, I'm not going to do it. Oh, it's too hard. Oh, it's too, it's too difficult. Oh, 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 oh. I don't do any of that. I look at it and I say to myself, how am I going to get there? 
and I pray on it. So I believe if you can see it, if you can dream it, and if you can pray on it, it can become a reality, right? So, and you must have people in your life, whether you're woman or, or male, whoever, you, child, teenager, whoever, you must have people in your life who are supportive. Learn to cut the fat. Cut the people mm-hmm. out who do not uh, mean you well, who secretly want you to fall, fail, uh, and, and perhaps doubt your own journey. Um, God planted the seed. I'm getting chills as I'm talking to you. God mm. planted the seed in you to be successful. He planted the seed in you to fulfill his purpose, not their purpose. Okay? So your purpose is not so-and-so's purpose or anybody else. You have a purpose in life, whoever is listening to this message. And whatever that purpose is, pray on it. If you don't know your purpose, because I didn't know my purpose, I believe my purpose is to inspire people to take my life and use it as, as, as an open, transparent window to allow people to, to look at me and say, and, and, and to look at me and say, hmm, she did it. She applied at Harvard and got in. Not only did I apply at Harvard Business School and get accepted, praise God, but I applied at Yale School of Education and was accepted within 30 days of each other. You hear me? Wow. So um, I did not tell a soul not one person in my circle that I had sent in my application and did all the things that were required of me because I wanted to keep it to myself because I don't want people to say, wow, can you, are you wow, why are you doing that? Or is, what do you think you're going to do? Why do you want to go to both? Or, or you, you know, just to put that seed of doubt in my brain, I'm not going to allow anybody to, to tamper with my energy. So I, I applied and I was accepted from one Harvard first and then Within 30 days, I, re- I was driving on the road when I got the Harvard acceptance, and I almost fell off the, fell off the road because uh, I was so excited. To, it was just so – it was overwhelming. It was mm. exciting. And then I received a second letter. And then not only that, then I, I had applied to the third uh, Ivy League college and got a third letter from them as well. So God has things planned for you that you did not know uh, was even in your future or didn't even aspire. You know, higher education, yes. But Ivy League, who knew? Who knew? But God knows. So my so what can women what should women do or believe in or 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 um, kind of invest in uh, invest in yourself, right? Uh, invest in yourself. Do not look outside to the world, to the news, to whatever to 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 validate who you are. All you need to do is look in the mirror. All you need to do is read the fine print. That is your validation, and that is your roadmap for success. You know, I love that. See, you folks thought you were listening to a show. You didn't realize you were coming to church this morning. Y'all didn't realize you were coming to church. <laughs> Don't ask me a question. I will give you my answer. All right. Well, Bridget, we love having you on the show. I know you've got a bunch of projects coming up in the future that we're going to have you back uh, to help us uh, understand what those projects are about. But I appreciate you taking mm-hmm. time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. So thanks again, Bridget Ridgway, for being on the Jim Amy Talk Show. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Well, folks, there you have it. Another fantastic episode of the J. Mamie Talk Show. Today, Spotlight Sunday was spectacular. I want you to make this a fantastic, thriving week and make sure you tune in next Sunday for another episode of the J. Mamie Talk Show and your hour of thrive time.